Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco, and I nominate Ferris Bueller as the movie with the most complicated sleeping but not sleeping scene in movie history. Oh, yeah, that's You know, true. where you, you he, he had the whole thing, you, uh-huh. the pulley system, you yep. open the, his mom opens the door. It's he's got the sound effect. Uh-huh. It's making sure that it moves a little bit, like he's sleeping and breathing. Yeah. The head movement, all that stuff. That's amazing. I'm a little bit disappointed in in Bruce for not <laughs> concocting a certain thing. Now, granted, he might not have had time to yeah, do that. I was just saying, that's which my defense would be he didn't have a lot of time. We will get into because yeah. this is this this is minute eighteen, right? Right. But he he could talk to Ferris Bueller. He that's can learn a few true. things. Okay, so we're here to talk about uh, Minute 18 of The Incredible Hulk by Louis Leterrier from 2008. Uh, When we last left off, the camera probe had gone into the door, but we didn't know what they were going to find. And what they find is... The dog! The dog. This all happens so quick, within just like two seconds. But, you know, you go from the shot of the guy using the little joystick, the Mm -hmm. the gizmo, to the screen, to where the dog is coming at the screen, and then licking the edge of the camera. Oh, unnamed dog, you've done your doggy duty. Dog, you may have sealed your fate. Yeah. So we, we cut from that back to there, and they're frustrated, and even Ross... Barks out, get rid of the damn dog. But do they? They don't really. They don't really. Yeah, no. What are they going to do? When they they pull back, we get some uh, Chris Owens, uh, Agent Spender from uh, X-Files. Get some nice FaceTime here. So we get to see some nice close-ups of him. So let's talk about guns. Because all these guys are carrying guns. And I found there's actually something called the Internet Movie Firearms Database. And they go through all the movies and tell you what kind of guns each person is carrying. What? It's true. So for gun nuts out there, I can tell you what he's in carrying. Our friend Chris Owens here, the guy who's working the cam, uh, he's carrying a SIG SG-522. Blonsky is actually carrying a Heckler & Koch MP5A3. All these, are, of course, have been modified to shoot sure. darts instead of the stuff, too. Uh, the, the other uh, person we see heavily on screen here is Al... Verkjian. He's the one who's also the, the gunsmith. Like, he's the guy who actually does guns on movies. Uh, he's carrying a Heckler & Koch G36C. So you can you can go to uh, the Internet Movie Firearms Database, and you can see they got screenshots, they've got pictures of the guns, links to it, all that kind of stuff. If you're, if you're a gun person, this is a, a good thing to go. But just more, for us, it's just more trivia. But No, that's really interesting. And you know, when, as you were saying out those names, I thought to myself... You know, the only reason I know some of those names mm-hmm. is singularly because of Goldeneye on the Nintendo 64. Ah, uh, right. Right? Like, that was the first... I remember, to me, that was the first game where it was like, oh, I got to know what the... Sig- oh, yeah, we're using that, right? And, of course, now today, if you're a modern game player, mm-hmm. you have all of the uh, abilities to pick very specific real-world firearms to yeah. know all this. Your Modern Warfare, which has modern guns. You exactly. You have your Call of Duties, which have, like, uh, period-specific ones. That, you know, like, was this gun available during... It, it, 1942 that we could use it so i know you've talked about the what is it the armory specialist the person who's Mm -hmm. the person on the movie who was designed for this so for you think for scenes like this i would assume it's much more look 
you know, I mean, we're yeah. looking for something that looks ominous yeah. as well as appropriately fits what they're doing in terms of the operation. Yes, and a lot of times it also is what looks good in their hands because some of the movie stars are big people. Right. So you don't want to put a, a small gun in a big person's hand. That's why in the in the 90s, the Desert Eagle was a big thing because it was a big gun. Right. Uh, and, and if you don't know what that is, you can look it up and you can see like, oh yeah, that was in a ton. It was in Underworld. It was in all of these movies because it was, it was a large, large weapon. A lot of times they will like have them laid out and basically let the actors sort of pick which ones they want to use. Uh, so sort of like to have this. So they each of them get their own sort of signature gun and then like that becomes your what they call a hero gun because right. it's the one that you have that's attached to you for the rest of the the shoot so it'll like, attach to you so when they whenever you come on set then you get your gun back uh every time uh so yeah so each of these guys carry a different weapon was what i found out like i thought it'd be like a standard issue kind of thing but no because i guess because they're black ops commandos they when you're can this specialized you, yeah. you get the gun that you like yeah, like that's right. the whole thing sure <laughs> I understand. Yeah, they put on there. I couldn't. They couldn't tell exactly what this was. I did some minimal research into breaching. Uh, I did it on a uh, incognito tab because I don't need the FBI coming to investigate me because of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And from what I can tell, this is probably C four. Probably C four or debt cord. Debt cord usually looks like actually looks like cord. What's this? I tell you, this 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 episode, this minute eighteen, very macho. A very lots of testosterone in mid yes. eighteen. Yes, yeah. yes. When you're talking about that kind of yeah, stuff, right? right? Guns I mean, and and bombs and. So you're just saying I can't go on Google and just start searching for like explosives oh, to you breach can, a door, but, but then yeah. the ads you're going to get are be very oh, interesting. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. So this is interesting when you when you watch and they 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 blow the door and they really did this for real. I mean, they actually put a small explosive charge and they blew out that door. If you pause at the right moment, you can see that Tim Roth actually gets hit in the face with a chunk of the door. This is real. Like I listened to the commentary and they talked about it. Right. How like it didn't end up wounding him that much or whatever, but like th- there is a big chunk of the door and it's it's not a small piece. Like it's probably 6 inches that comes flying at his face and you know really knocks him. Uh, you can see his head. Yeah. It has an immediate jerk back as yeah. soon as the the explosive goes off. Yeah. And it's not acting, it's reacting. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey, right? So I wonder what happens. Like, okay, so obviously safety's paramount because you know, sure. unfortunately, know that accidents have occurred, mm-hmm. especially in, on movie sets. When this happens, so, you know, what's your reaction to that as an actor and also as the director and everybody? Do you just go, oh, that's okay? Or do you go, hey, <laughs> Let's have a safety meeting before we proceed with anything else. Well, and you know, for the for the actor, they're just they want to be um, the game player. They don't want to be the one that stops the whole production, sure, so sure. they want to keep pushing on. But then, right. yeah, it's, it's it's. I think there probably is a a conversation that happens at the end of the day right. with the stunt people or the special effects or whatever the practical effects. I guess that was that that's practical. This. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So to be like, oh, okay, so <laughs> we need to not wound our actors in the yeah, future. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, so a lot of ordinance going on. It turns out it was a door that almost took out Tim Roth, or at least you know took out one of his eyes because it's pretty close. How tough is he? Yeah, right. Just the Hulk. That's right. And a door. <laughs> That's right. Give me a break. That's what you That's get right. when you trank dogs. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Jeez. So so they blow the, they blow the door and they and they breach and clear. So they go and I I, I liked it how they they did running in and thing and then they also bust in from the back too sure. so like no way either side they're going to get him uh, so they come in the typical full all sides yep. modern combat assault and right. our dog he starts barking yeah now oh, now you start barking yeah thanks yeah <laughs> 
camera sausage under the door and you're like oh dinner or a snack and now you're like oh but he finally did this is the first time we've really heard him bark and so he's late but he got there that's true he's a good boy yeah he deserves pets he doesn't though there is a theory well we'll get to this this next thing so then we see them they see that someone's sleeping in the bed so they fire on the bed pop 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 yeah there's not just one like about no they're like they're not messing around right and they pull back and it's the classic classic maneuver it's ferris the pillow (laughs) and the and the wig under the bed now the wig where now where Ah, the wig comes from so for those of you who have been listening and doing your your research at home you'll know that in the deleted opening when he comes back from his morning run and he has the book uh from the mail he has a wig he had like there's a dummy head and a wig, and he puts his Marvel disguise, his ball cap, on top of the wig. So they did establish the wig early on, but it did not make the theatrical cut. So from this, it just seems like, why does Bruce have a wig? Does this explain our... I know, maybe this is the no prize. What color is right. it? Because oh. he has a wig, so he maybe that's why his hair is black sometimes and brown sometimes, because he has a wig. That's brilliant. Right. So... <laughs> Mystery solved. What I really love, though, too, is, is when they pull the, the blanket back. There's some thought that went into the placement of the blanket and the pillow. Like, yeah. the the blanket is put out to, like, where your legs would be if yeah. they were slightly bent, sleeping on your side. That's with right. the Hey, think, like, that's well is, thought I, out. I think he's done this a time or two. Yeah, yeah that's probably it. Uh, good job. Yeah, so then they look around and they realize he's gone. Oh. Bruce is gone. And then the dog, as soon as he just barks, so what does Blonsky do? He shoots the dog. Only once, though. Only once. But Doesn't, still, like, yeah. what a villain move right there. Absolutely. Dude takes the dog out. So this is actually the last time we're going to see the unnamed dog. However, another mystery has been solved in this one because I found out from the novelization of the movie, from the, the paperback book that was written of this, the dog's name was Ricky. What? Yeah. They never say it in the movie. But if those of you who are, you know, we've been talking about the unnamed dog for this whole time and doing my dog research, I found out the dog's name in the, in the MCU was Ricky. So Bruce's dog's name was Ricky. Ricky, you were a good boy and you deserve all the pets. I knew I said I, said I wasn't going to do that last episode, but I said nothing about this episode. Any meaning to that? No. No, just no, Ricky. It's just Ricky. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm probably. I, I don't know. If, I don't know. I'm not. That's the thing. I have, I've not found out if that came from the script and then the novel. The person who wrote the novelization, you know, kept that, or if they just went, "Oh, the dog needs a name." Uh, well, I had a dog uh, when I was a kid named Ricky, and I loved him. <laughs> All right, that's cool. All right, so, so he's so he's the, the 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 targets on foot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Paul Jasper, who was the animal coordinator on the Incredible Hulk. Oh, way to go! Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you you trained Ricky well. Yeah. I don't think there's any more animals coming. No, but so I mean... That probably was like his, his big thing, so... First 18 minutes of the movie, the dog right. did, did so, a good job. Thank you, Paul Way Jasper. All right, so then we see that there's actually a rope connected to the sink, uh, probably to the spigot. I don't say spigot very often, so... Right. Uh, and so then that's when Blonsky realizes that uh, Bruce is rappelling down the side of the building. Oh, they're this close. Uh, and then we cut to Bruce hanging on the side of the building, and he looks in, and it's Martina! What? Who apparently has just gotten out of the shower. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, the cheesecakiest part of the movie. Like... <laughs> For, like, I'm telling you, man, this is like the testosteroniest minute of the Incredible yeah, Hulk really we've gotten is. before. We got we have we have guns and explosions and half naked women. My this is goodness, like, this what? is like red meat and chicken wings right yeah, here. I mean, this is and she really does. She pulls off the whole like, <laughs> what are you doing? 
Hey, dude. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I'm still waiting and, for that lunch. And it turns <laughs> out that, like, yeah, exactly. The, the woman, the coworker that he has, like, is actually in the same building as him. Right. And, like, one floor below, like, literally, like, really? the, the, mm. the, the unit below him. Interesting. Yeah. So then he, somehow, Bruce must be charming because he going from Peeping Tom to... In being invited in and very close quarters. Well, I'm not like, sure right invited in. I think right. he was just like, hey, yeah. I'm coming in. And yeah. we do have this. Which They're is very close. They're very physically close. And, and he's close. got the full like shh yeah. with yeah. his finger. Right. And you're like, she was, she's probably scared, but they, we know they have a sort of a, of, of a relationship working in the same place. Right. So, and she's obviously thinks he's kind of cute. Yeah. Is that what we're led to believe? I, I think that's what we the, yeah. the movie has taught us so yeah, far in, the, in these first 18 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so then, because Blonsky looks down and he sees the rope, but he does not see anybody. Yeah, so, so Bruce he, is off the rope, because if yeah. he wasn't, then he would be shooting down exactly, right there. Exactly, exactly. So they, they run past, and we see we see our, our last shot of, of Ricky. With the tranquilizer yep. sticking out of that's his right. motionless corpse. Yeah. Well, well no, not his corpse. No, Ricky lives. I'm Ricky telling you. Lives. That's not, I'm making, we're going to make a new Next Real t-shirt, Ricky lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ricky lives with so, a dog shape on the floor with a trank right. stick out of him. <laughs> or, or like, you know, like a, like like the halo around him that, you know, he's oh, he's still out there fine. somewhere. Ricky's still out there doing doing heroic dog works in Brazil. It's cool, too, is on that shot is is that I love that you could still see the bed yeah. and, and the pillows and everything and the wig. It's some nice geography. It's a uh, it's a great closing shot to yeah. that scene. I think that works out really well. Because you know exactly like you know exactly like where you are in the room because like the door's to the right and the exactly. guys are running through and um yeah, so then we see they figure out that he's on the move, like he's on the ground. He's on the ground. So they all go running out to the ground. Now Bruce is smart enough that he's actually letting them run off first while he's hanging out in Martina's room. She must be on ground floor or near ground floor. Right. Uh, so he's hanging out in her room uh, as he watches them run off. Uh, but he knows he can't stay because it puts her more in danger. You know, that's Bruce's big thing is not putting anyone else in danger. Uh, and so he says in Portuguese, he says, thank you, uh, and then hops out. And then we get a last look uh, as Martina watches him go. And that's when Deborah Nascimento exits the movie. This you missed last you, shot. You missed he kisses her on the cheek. Oh, that's right. He, kisses he her does give cheek. her a little kiss on the cheek, yep. which I was like, that's a little yeah. bold. Yeah, but, exactly. Well, I'll say, but you never see her again. Yeah, you, you never so. see her again. Yeah. So I understand that. But um, no, that was really nice. I thought that was a neat, again, you look at these characters. Here's a character that her scenes in this movie are now concluded 18 minutes in. But they established a really nice, mm-hmm. this continues the story of Bruce Banner as a tortured soul mm-hmm. who... Nice guy. A nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's trying his best in a yep. different world. This is somebody he certainly might have had a nice relationship with. Yeah. And he gets this He gets this tiny little moment of humanity mm-hmm. in a chaotic whole experience that right. we're about to see is only going to get even far more chaotic. Yeah. I think that's kind of neat. I, I was like, again, this this is yeah. a, does a really good job of presenting his character and what he's got to go through, but yet even through it, He's maintaining his humanity, which yeah, and also he they they could have played this multiple ways of man seeing half naked woman, and right. they played it you know very common in terms of like I'm as embarrassed as you are in this ma- right. well not as embarrassed but close close to, close yeah. yeah I mean so they 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 could have done like hey I mean they could have done it a lot of different ways right. but they didn't so for that in this very testosterone minute they managed to restrain themselves so they restrain themselves he's left he escapes yes. but where does he go. He escapes. He's got clearly. Where's he going? That's all. Okay. He's lost his apartment. Yes. He's lost the place that he can he live. He has his backpack. You, you know, he, his heart rate can't get too high. This that's right. has got to be it. He's got to now escape 
to somewhere else and and everything takes a better turn. No? Uh, that's what that's what you're hoping? Is that what happens? Oh, uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll find out where he goes. I want to s- in minute 19. You're saying that's not what happens? Uh, I'm saying you got to tune in for minute 19 to All find right. out where okay. where he goes from there. Right. Will he get caught by the troops? Will he go his own separate way and like end up taking a long leisurely tour up through the Yucatan Peninsula as he's heading up towards you know, the United States of America? Probably I'll not. never forget you, Martina. <laughs> Thank you, Martina. Thank you. If you like what we're doing here or what we're doing over on the next reel, we have our own Patreon. Yes! You can actually support us financially for even just a dollar a month. That would help us because podcasting, hosting is not free. I wish it was, but it's not. It takes time. There's expenses. Yes. And you can also just show your appreciation. Yeah. We, we know you're appreciative because you're listening, but yeah. you could... And we love it. our Patreons. All these episodes will come out early for them. So if you really need to know what happened, like where is he going after after leaving Martina's room, you'll find out before anybody else if you become a Patreon. Early access and special surprises. That's right. So you can learn more about that at thenextreel.com slash Patreon. Uh, we like and appreciate you all. So I uh, hope you had a smashing good time. Thanks for listening. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Bye.